0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle, mouthful of Pepsi Max. Hello. G'day, everybody.
0: You know, was the um.
1: Trying to do the old I keep talking the, for a couple more syllables because I was like, I oh, see him on Zoom just chugging I, away. I am a pro man. I was ready. <laughs> yep. And M. Sprouse is here again. Hello. Hello. Uh, I
2: haven't got a mouthful of nerds, so I haven't got anything else to say
1: now. No, but you are a nerd with a mouthful of takes. So,
2: uh,
1: all right. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. Let's start with the West Tigers, Michael Maguire. Mitch, you were nearly cracking up laughing two minutes ago when you read about what's happened today. <laughs> I just read the headline. Tigers players
0: hold bonding session as Farah returns to the fold. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God.
1: You
0: know what, guys? Let's get Benji back one more time. we we'll and Robbie and we'll fix this shit. Get him back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, look. Okay, so let's... There's obviously a lot to unpack with that West Tigers Oh my Tigers god, he's gonna wear the training
0: <laughs> shirt, He's gonna on the he's gonna fix everything. He's a trainer. That's it.
1: Oh good. <laughs> should, all right.
2: They should just go back to old things that have worked in the past that no longer work again, just to see if they can give him one more go. Yep. 15, just get Taylor 18, back. Fuck 18, it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, something is fundamentally wrong with the the team of the podcast. Um. Six nil up at the half hour mark of that game on Anzac Day against Manly. They looked pretty good. They 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 probably should have been further ahead than six nil to be quite honest. And then. Five minutes later, it's 18-6 to Manly. And um, yeah, one-way traffic after that.
0: And the the stuff about Maguire, and it's not that sacking him can't be part of the solution, but it's exactly what happens at piss week clubs like the Tigers and like the Bulldogs when they just keep blaming the next coach. Like you sack Maguire now, and then they don't fix the other issues, and fans are satiated by, yes, Maguire's gone, now we'll you know, get the next coach in. But everyone else keeps their job. And it's just not going to change. There's only so much that the coach can do. And if they punted him, you know, it might be the right decision to punt him in the next week or two. It might be, but I highly doubt they're going to punt Pasco. They're going to punt support staff. They're going mm-hmm. to punt. They're not going to clean the joint out. They're not. And then it just
2: goes back to square one anyway, right? Because then all of a sudden a brand new coach gets handed a roster that he didn't create, and then he's got to try and weed through all of it all over again. It's just a waste of time.
0: Yeah, they're back to the exact same. Exactly, right. they're on repeat of what they've been on. Hmm. Somehow, McGuire's been there, like the, long, one of the longest tenured coaches since Sheens, and uh, and his records look great for it. And yeah, maybe punting him is the right call, but it's like, are you really going to coach a punt? Are you going to punt a coach like round eight or nine, and that's your solution again?
1: Yeah, and it's it's. I was looking at this today. I, someone tweeted it out. Um, no West Tigers coach has a win rate of more than fifty percent. So clearly, the problems run deeper than just the bloke in the coaching box
0: that's it, man. And it's like, and it's like, you've got to ask even more than just the CEO. It's like, what's up with our support staff? Those guys haven't changed in a long time. You know, every department, they should all be under review everywhere in that club. You know, the facilities aren't great and they're getting new ones. That helps, but it just can't be again that they go. It's him. It's that bloody, it's that dastardly head coach again, get him out of here, get the new guy in. We'll turn over half the roster. And then if he fucks it up, we'll get rid of him again. It's like, there's just more to that than Maguire. And I know Adam Hardigan's been there for, what, a year and a half now. And I think it's coincided with some decentest recruitment decisions and some average ones. But they have gathered in the last year or two. They have actually grabbed some talented players. like They poached Jake Simkin, who looks great. Looch was a great signing. Dewey's been a good signing. Dane Laurie's been a good nice. signing. And yeah. I think that's what makes it a bit harder to swallow, that like they've actually got... An okay roster on paper. There's some holes there, but like you look at it on paper now, it's not that bad of a roster. It, and it's they not it's, turn it's, up.
1: it's not a team like, say, the Bulldogs, where you could look at their team and, and think that maybe two or three guys on that whole team would get picked up by other clubs if they if the team was dissolved tomorrow. Whereas with West's, half a team would land a starting spot somewhere tomorrow. Mate, I'd like, take Nofaluma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they've considered the most points in the competition
0: the Tigers have. Like, I don't know where that came from, but they have now, and yeah, like, there's I don't even know the answers there. But the answer is not just get rid of Maguire, is all I'm saying. It's there has to be a lot more. If you're going to make changes, if you go if the fans fall for the shit, if they get rid of Maguire and they're happy, you're part of the problem because it's more than them.
1: I think they have woken up beyond that this time, Like there's petitions going around for the mm. removal of Justin Pasco on the board, and obviously, that's it's always a bit of a lull when people try to get changed or petitions to facilitate mm. any sort of change. But the fact that it exists sort of shows to me that their fans might be a bit more savvy this time around and that that kicking the can down the road trick might not necessarily placate them this time.
2: So you do that then, and then you get rid of, uh, it sounds like Maguire's time is somewhat up anyway, no matter what. Right. So you get rid of Maguire. My question is, who do you replace him with? Robbie Farah. This, this
1: like- <laughs> Benji comes Shit. back next year. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're getting the boys back together. I just don't see any talent out there at the moment. And whoever comes in is going to have the same issue that every coach who comes into a bottom eight team always has, is that they're on the back foot. They're never going to give them the leeway that you give someone like Trent Robinson or, or Craig mm. Bellamy or, you know, even Sticky really to come in and, and establish, you know, a dynasty of some description. They're just, they're never going to have that.
1: I was half joking, but they might make him coach. Robbie Farah, well,
0: he's, he's in a training year. He's halfway there.
1: I'm like, would it stun you if in three weeks' time, Robbie Farah was coach of the West Tigers? Interim coach for the rest of the year? I yeah. wouldn't be shocked oh, at all. Me. No, not at all. <laughs> not one little bit. That
2: is so West Tigers. It doesn't it get much more West Tigers I mean, I suppose matches.
1: John Morris is really the only candidate out there that would make a Shane Flanigan, sense. Shane Flanagan, mate. That's him. who I'd take. Is that an option for them? Well, he's available, I... and
0: you'd look at, you know, the Fitzgibbon's gone to the Sharks, so that's take him. Yeah, Geraldo so said
2: he's not leaving.
0: Yeah. The Dragons aren't punting Griffin anytime soon. You look around Sydney, it's like maybe if Tommy Turbo is injured again, maybe Des is under pressure. But there isn't Do that you want many Dez jobs. Though? No, I'm saying if Des loses his job somewhere that yeah. Funager can go. But I think I think hasn't got many options now. I think he would be Good an point. option. Like that if they got rid of him. And that is somebody that Em mentioned earlier. I know Cheetah, all that kind of stuff. I think Tigers fans would accept cheating if it meant wins. <laughs> But he's someone who has shown that he can establish some form of systems. And, 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 you know, like Maguire didn't really prove that at South. He proved he could take the roster that was ready to win. to win. Flanagan has at least proven that he'll have a team compete in a week-in, week-out basis, no matter what's put in front of him. So maybe he's that guy if they get him there. And I'd understand that if they did it, but I just don't think the answer is sacking Maguire next week. And And I do think he's part of the problem, not, you know, Giving him all excuses because he's the—he is the guy who's naming Michael Cheekham in the centres, Joe O on the edge, and then playing Garner in the middle. Like he is that guy. That's his fault. But it's like you just can't. There can't be a solution for them anymore. It just can't be him. It's like if he goes, take like every staff member, every football department, one, all of them. <laughs> like change everything.
2: Have we thought about just burning the place to the ground?
0: Let us speak. I saw that Tigers fans, like, get so miserable that I did see someone saying the club's going to be dead within 10 years after yesterday. I was like, wow. I'll (laughs) never let that
2: happen. Yeah. Uh, I just hate what they do to my poor boy, Simon. I just hate it.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. We've got a lot of friends who support the West Tigers. They're a fun club when when they're good. Like, we've all got fond memories of their good teams 10, 15 years ago under Tim Sheens, but... Yeah, they look an absolute mess right now and I'm not really sure what they can do in the immediate future to fix it. I don't know if there's really anything they can do that can fix this in the in the short term. I mean, I rate Madge more than anyone, but this team is just not performing and they should be better than what they are. They've got some good players this year. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, but one of their favorite sons is performing, so that'll, I'm sure, warm their hearts. Uh, weren't they fools for letting Benji Marshall go? What a segue. Yeah, I literally put this in the running order, in this exact fa- order, just so I could segue from the Tigers to Benji Marshall being the greatest player in the world at age 35 or 36.
2: Fuck, you were quick to drop troll for your favourite player, huh? He's
1: suspended right now. He's, in, <laughs> he's, in, he's ineligible.
2: <laughs> favourite player suspended, there you go. Um, never stop me loving Billy Slater, all right?
1: <laughs> he'd never do anything wrong. No. Well, this, was the, this was the exact right role,
0: and and yeah. you wrapped it. We both wrapped this signing at the time. This was the exact right role for old man Benji, was like, go to a team like South, come off the bench. When he steps in for like that one week at a time or something like something, he's fresh because he's not been playing full games, plays like two or three weeks and goes back to the bench after that. That's exactly the right role for him this year. And I know before he called Wayne, the dog said no to him. Hmm. And he you couldn't imagine him playing for the Dogs right now and how poorly he'd no. be going well, for him. And it's yeah. going poor with the Tigers. That's what's dumb about it. But That's this the is frustrating th- part. Yeah.
1: People think that he'd be doing this at West. He wouldn't no. be. And They're- also, if he hadn't left West, they wouldn't have Dane Laurie. So. They
0: gave it as many tries of Benji as they could. As many college tries, they gave it. <laughs> and they decided... And Adam Dewey's outplaying Benji this year. Over the whole season, he is... But this is exactly what Benji's around for now. It's like He'll come in for the south for a couple of weeks every now and then if someone's suspended or injured or similar and do the goddamn job.
2: Well, this is the whole thing, right? When when the forwards are rolling and, and when the plays are happening and when the catches are, are, are working and the passes are sticking, then yeah. someone like Benji can come in and look like a miracle maker, right? But if, if none of those other things are happening before all of that, Benji comes in and the wheels fall off. So it was never going to work at the dog's.
0: Yeah. Like Benji starts running around doing dumb shit. Whereas you know a sense when South's rolling down the field, Benji gets the ball and tackle three or four, bit of space, and then he puts someone through and it looks like he's ten years younger. Mm. But when you watch him for the Tigers the last year or two and he's like running sideways and turning back and then kicking to no one, you're like, What the hell is going
2: on? <laughs> yeah. And 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 you can't do any wrong, right? Like in the commentary and everything, they'll just be like, Oh, Benji magic at it again without any real analysis as to why it's happening, you know? Yeah.
1: That yeah. flip pass was cool though.
2: It was. It was, cool. Cool.
0: it was. It was all great, and um, uh, it was a cracking game. I mean, Dave Feeder yeah. somehow got um, scored three tries in the first half and didn't finish the game as the main storyline. And yep. three like schoolboy tries, or two of them. Sorry, two the, of them. The one of the quick tat was absolutely disgraceful. The second one was pretty bad too
1: because he like stopped moving and went backwards. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he touched the ball twice in the second half. Mm. That's not great.
2: Yeah, I know my super coach numbers. They hurt. Oh, all, all right. Was, uh, <laughs> okay.
1: That's Cut it. a mic. Yeah. <laughs> also, even if we did care about Supercoach, he scored three tries, so just relax. Scored, no, no, no. Um, what I'm saying was it was awesome Superco- in the first half. I should have I'm, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I literally <laughs> had
2: to say to someone, did he get subbed? Like, why is he... Why, yeah, why are but the numbers so not so it, is
1: that... A, I mean, Mitch, you're, you're Dave Fafita's number one fan, pretty much. I mean, is that a concern, or is it just you've got to uh, accept I mean, that's who he This is.
0: is? This is what these clubs get with these <laughs> reckless spending. <laughs> you know, you spend $1.2 million in a back row. This is what happens, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think... I think that's one of those things that Fafida in the first half showed at, at at his best in the right situation what he can do, which is if he's fresh near the goal line he can create shit from nothing, and even mm-hmm. and, and even any time on the field he can do that. But he's never ever going to be the guy, and a lot of back rowers aren't. but They're never going to be the guy that's come down your end back into taking a hard run. You know, like I used to rap Boyd Cord for being that guy because most edge back rowers don't do it. Name the last time you saw Bill Kikau do that, if ever. Mm-hmm. But because he has the $1.2 million price tag, that shit's going to come up. That's going to come up whenever they're losing. It'll be like, where's Dave Fafita? Which no one's ever asking at Penrith, where's Billy Kikau? Like No one's ever asking those questions in those teams, but it will happen to Fafita because of the price tag. And I think he gives two shits because he still has, what he has, What what is he, nine tries? Yeah, he's, yeah. And he's got a, a nine line breaks. He's on track to score the most tries by a forward since Menzies in the 90s, maybe the most tries by a forward ever.
1: First forward since Menzies to get two hat tricks in one season. Yeah, in in like three weeks, isn't it? First forward. No, it, it was the first in two seasons, yeah. but it just so happens that Menzies yeah. also did it in the exact yeah. same time period. And weird. then
0: like, and Frank Burge has like twenty four tries, I think, in a season as a forward. He's a chance of breaking that. Yeah. So I don't think you give a shit that. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, in the second half, he touched it twice. That's just who he is, and they didn't sign him to be the guy who's going to come dig him out of shit in their end because that's not a back rower's job.
1: No. So what, no. what did what did go wrong for them then?
0: I, I think they're one of those teams that I said it like the before. They're like the best. They they really highlight these new rules that when they're rolling, they can score points. But when teams are rolling on them, they cannot stop people scoring points. So they take both teams scored in clusters. But like once you guys started, when you scored that like the two tries at the start of the second half. I thought that's it. That's game over. Like you're just gonna just roll them, roll through them. And they actually bounce back with that peachy try. But they just seem to not be able to turn tides. Like they haven't got like I don't know what it is I can't put my finger on it but you hate the word bunga but they, when the momentum is going with or against them it seems to take them a while to shift that around whatever whatever reason it is
2: I actually think they're missing that that um, controlling kicking game the the get you out of trouble kicking game mm-hmm. um, you know they've they've got great options in attack and and they can sort of bounce back in defense but they haven't got the moment where they're trapped down their own end that they can kick a 40-20 or anything you know anything to get themselves out of trouble they just don't seem to have that and I think that's why they're not winning
0: yeah I mean you look at the game and again I don't keep comparing to Penrith but we look when Penrith played Brisbane and there were so many sets that game when they, Penrith are like tackle five in, on twenty five meter mark, and then Cleary mm. kicks it like eighty meters. I'm not even kidding. He almost hit yeah. the kick kick meters record in that game. But and if it's yeah. not
2: him, it's Burton. And if it's not <laughs> yeah. Burton, yeah, you know, it's it, like that's the thing, right? They've got options yeah. to get themselves out of trouble. And a lot of these teams, you take David Fifita Shaw, and you, you take him for his attacking prowess, but he's only one piece of the pie. He
0: is, and it was it was it was, was quite bizarre for me to see though, because obviously this is the first time I've seen a four get paid that. For that to be the narrative post match where he was in the second half. I've never like interesting, but that's just not a forwards role. And I know he's been paid to me more than a forward. But I've never i I've never thought of a team going, Where the hell is that bloody back row we need him? It's like, no, where are the other guys to step up? Where's the rest of the pack? Where's the halves kicking him out of trouble? Yeah. Where
2: the fuck are the halves? That's the question. Yeah. At any other club, it'd be where are the halves? But just because you've got someone with a price tag that you can quote over and over again in your articles, that's what yeah. you're gonna talk about.
0: That's it. And I think him, that's Ash Taylor's probably the right symptom in that too. He had a great first half because he threw the ball of a feeder. It's good fun. And then the second half, he was invisible. And that's just what Ash yeah. seems to be these days. Same thing, a bit of a, a flat track guy himself. But South, like, they just look like one of those teams that there's not many teams this year that, that can deal with adversity, but they look like one of them. Like a lot of, what, what would you reckon? Pretty much everyone but the Storm and the Roosters wilted halftime in that game. Oh, yeah, Pen- I Penrith. I don't know. Penrith have really been behind ever. So, <laughs> I mean, it was
1: it was heartening to see them respond like that from from a huge deficit. That's not really something they've had to do this year. I mean, I know they were down by what eight against the Tigers, but yeah, this was a big hole away against a pretty good team. Um, and to, so to come to the other side of that is like, pretty heartening.
0: And your boy Keon had his best game in first grade. He's too, I fantastic, thought. wasn't
1: he? Um, He's taken to that edge like a duck to water I mean we, we thought it we, we didn't have any doubts that he would be able to succeed out there he played there in the lower grades as well we, he showed a bit of mobility and a bit of pace last year we knew he could we knew, knew he would have that hard running ability um yeah again not really anything to be too upset about first half was a bit sloppy but they all picked it up second half I mean the
0: first half you had
1: like three great tries scored against you the, 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 the try they scored on half time was one of the best tries I have ever seen.
0: How does Corey Thompson still get away with this shit? He's <laughs> no more athletic than you or I, Bunker. <laughs> How does he get away with this shit? We've had enough of it. But every man has had enough of you, Corey Thompson. It was cool for a while, and I'm sick of it. Okay, you you sit on that wing and you calm down.
1: Yeah, Corey, <laughs> grow up.
0: Breaking Imagine like a million tackles.
2: Imagine being mad at ordinary men doing <laughs> extraordinary
0: shit it was funny at one point now it's embarrassing okay it's been it's been just enough he's 30 years old he's my age stop what
2: well, cool shit did you do lately mitch nothing, <laughs> <Absolutely goddamn> nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh um yeah so south's a good uh <laughs> brisbane <laughs> not so much uh mitchell the news that you've been dreading for weeks has hit us Tom Dearden is gone. He is heading back home to the North Queensland Cowboys from next year.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take some of your time here, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But, um,
1: it's a funny one because I would have been pretty furious like six
0: months ago if this happened because I believe in his talent. I still believe there's talent there, but at the moment I'm just so comatose. as giving a fuck about it. Like, it's going to force them to do the thing they should have done when Ben Hunt left. It's going to force them to finally go and sign an experienced half, which is so desperately need in a side, lacking leaders and lacking direction and expecting these young guys to perform. Finally, they're going to just stop throwing the next child in and going to have to go sign someone. So it's like, it sucks that he's going and I'm not sure that where he's going and the role he's going to play is the best for his career either playing six outside Chad, Chad Towns there, but it's just like another symptom of the poor roster construction. Like, I banged the drum for years on this podcast, but like at one point they were happy to have over a million bucks on that bench in Joe O and Tom Flegler. Those two guys, whilst nickel and diming the halves. And even if like Joe O and Flegler were Petra and Webke and Carn at somehow health, bringing off the bench somehow, it's an irresponsible distribution of funds to have those guys combining 60 minutes a week or 70 minutes a week on a million dollars a year. But you look in the halves, you're like, well, we went from Hunt, we went to Nicaragua. It's like, well, fuck, he's not the answer, is he? Okay, who's next? Oh, Tom didn't Yeah, well, uh, he got hurt. Okay, well, let's try. Oh, uh, that's got, wasn't good at the storm. You reckon, <laughs> now nobody wants him. So he's pretty cheap. You reckon he'd be good here? That, that, yeah. Oh, no, fuck. Okay, uh, who's next? <laughs> oh, fuck, would, would, uh, Jake Turpin, that guy who played hooker at the Storm, we'll try him at the 7, oh, fuck, and then back to Brody, whatever. Like That was their answer while they were trying to re-sign everybody else in the team. It's like, how about you go sign a 5'8", or a 7", or a 9", or anybody of consequence that will solve the issues of both leadership and a playmaker. But they didn't do that. But, like, moving forward for them, for me, it's like, you ha- they're looking outside, and there's obviously the obvious candidates, like, Reynolds, Sean Johnson, all those guys, but they have to be breaking all the rules in the game now and calling Cam Munster. I don't give a fuck what the rules are. Don't
2: you fucking dare.
0: They have to. I mean, they probably <laughs> won't get him. There's, not, there's probably a 0.0, 0 something chance they get him right. But he's on the record like three months ago. His quotes were, if another Brisbane team comes in, I won't say no to going back home. i see myself moving to Queensland after football and if a second Brisbane team comes in, I could go back earlier than I expected. I certainly wouldn't say no to a second joining a second Brisbane team. That's for sure. Those are his words in the press. Hang on, hang on. Are
2: you openly admitting that Brisbane is the second Queensland team? No, what I'm You're saying... You're already second fiddle to whatever's coming in. What I'm
0: saying is don't wait for the fucking second team. Like, get him on the phone. He loves Alfie and Kevy. He was in their fucking card club in Origin. He played cards with them with the old fellas during Origin. He's got a weird relationship with, with Alfie. Alfie calls him magic because he's two minute, cause he lasted two minutes or something. I don't know what it is. Maggi Noodles, he calls him you know, that's the stump they have to take. That's what they have to do first. You know, and if they don't do that, the problem they've had with their team, that roster construction for a number of years that Peter Nolan and Paul White and Darren Locke and Anthony Seabot have contributed to is that they haven't been agile with their cap. They've gone and filled it with like, they resigned all those forwards and then they went and filled all that and they just, that was it. They were just all eggs in that basket. It's like, what they have to do now is like, they have to stay agile and have to talk to like everyone. They can't just go target Adam Reynolds and miss out and be all like, oh fuck. What have we done? They have to go and look at, like, we're looking at Adam Reynolds. We're looking at Sean Johnson. We're looking at Brandon Smith. We're looking at Aiden Caesar. We're looking at Ash Taylor. looking at Mitch Moses. Like, they have to do that shit because they can't be left holding the bag again. But they have to get, if they get, like, two of those guys, like, say they walk in and they go and nab Brandon Smith and Sean Johnson. Say they do that. Like, you know what? I can cop a Sako at fullback, and maybe I can cop Milford at 300K at, at 6 because you've gone and fixed other positions. Or maybe they go and get Sean Johnson, and maybe they get Aiden Caesar, who isn't even that great anyway. But they get those two guys who understand how the game's played. Maybe they can go. Then I can deal with Turpin and sack for another year until they find another nine and one after that. But, like, yeah, they have to fucking be agile and not lock in. They're going to lock in on Sean Johnson, and I'm scared of them missing and then being like, well, shit.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> Back to some random kid from QCup. That's it.
0: And then the other stuff that's that's killing me, and they probably aren't doing this, but like, they're still the fat in middles. So I've got word that like Matt Lodge is pretty close to joining a Sydney club. I'm not going to say what Sydney club, but he's close to joining one, which is good. But they probably could lose another one. But they also have guys like Kurt Capel and Jaden Sewell getting offered to the club. And signing those guys at their peak values right now is just what the Gold Coast Titans would have done five years ago. And that fucked them for five years. You know that's not what we want. Like we've already re-signed Cura and Ricky, and we probably need an experienced back rower. But it's like that can wait. Don't yeah. I don't care about the back rower. I don't care about re-signing Coates or Stag or anything. You fix that spine first. Everyone like maybe you know maybe maybe if they get one of these good spine players, maybe Katoni Saz goes. You know what? I'll take five hundred k to play six. You know maybe if I get to play with Sean Donson, I'll play. I'll play play for less. But yeah, that's why coming. I don't
2: think you've got a chance of getting your hands on someone like Munster, right? Because you said that that someone's willing to take a pay cut to, to play with a winner or whatever. Why would yeah. anyone, why would anyone go to Brisbane at the moment? What's in it for them?
1: Because it it you, you are underestimating the historical draw of the Broncos somewhat. And regardless of how bad they are, it's mm-hmm. still a dream destination for a lot of players. Like all these Queensland guys grow up wanting to be mm-hmm. Broncos and, and all that stuff and and regardless I think the of, longer
2: the longer they play like this the longer they burn that and that's, the more that recency true, bias becomes you know the But basis. it's the
1: same it's the same in other sports like Manchester United've been a bit of a basket case mm-hmm. for a few years it's still a dream for kids to play there mm-hmm. the Lakers were the same before LeBron got there it's still still a dream for mm-hmm. young basketballs to play for the Lakers the Broncos are the same for better or worse no matter how bad they are they will always be a more Palatable destination for a lot of people than yeah. say, random Sydney team that sucks. They you just see, will be.
0: Get to live at home, play in Suncorp, turn the club around, straight to you go, and get paid more than your current club and come do it up here. And you wait, you, you come to Brisbane, you, and if you turn him around, if you like, you're a Cam Muncy, it doesn't really matter for him, but someone else like a Sean Johnson, who's always had a bad reputation for whatever reason.
1: Yeah.
2: It
0: turns him around. It's really great for his career. I know his career's almost over, but, but I
2: mean, you also get the microscope of of the one club city, and yeah. you know all of all of the journals having nothing better to do than go to training and and speculate yeah. about who's playing in the spine and all that sort of shit. Like you come with a microscope. I don't know if a lot of players actually want that. You know, like I think a lot of players enjoy the anonymity of playing for a random Sydney club.
0: You say that, you know, but where you they ever, can
2: fuck around.
0: Have you ever seen a team doing so shit that and then their players still getting paid elsewhere? Like, we, we're second last on a ladder, and it's the attention is a great thing if you're a player. Like, when we brought Tao Tao Moga out of, you know, he played on that 80K eighty 80K year deal. He went and signed a 300K year deal at the Knights because of the attention you get at Brisbane. Like, Joe O has no right to getting paid where he's getting paid, and he's getting paid at the Tigers Somehow you've got guys like Andrew McCulloch got a three-year deal. Like playing at Brisbane, I know it's not great right now. There is still a cachet to being a Brisbane Bronco player. And those players carry the attitude, unfortunately.
2: But one thing about play. that, though, is that you're expecting the player to have the foresight to think about what's happening four years down the track. No,
0: I, I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting them to want the money now and be showing <laughs> a little bit of that dream. But it's, it's also like, I don't think people are saying this, this year's Bronco team has been as bad as last year's team. And I just don't think they have been. I just think it's just been they've had that run. They haven't really played a bottom eight team. They've played the Bulldogs once, but they have a po- positive points difference at Suncorp. They only just lost to Para and Penrith there. They beat the Bulldogs there. They're, pl- they're they're averaging what, conceding 14 points a game at Suncorp. Away from Suncorp, still really fucking bad. But like they're still they're averaging what they conceded 149 points, I think. Yeah, and that's it with 37 a game away from Suncorp. Not great what I'm saying is that there's definitely, it's going to be a stretch this year. There'll be taught there's the, a stretch of about three Suncock games in a row. They might win two on the hop. It'll look okay all of a sudden, but you've got to get someone up there, sell them not just the Broncos dream, but they've got to talk to Kevy and actually something Lockie can do and talk about what the club was and that that person will be part of turning this club around. That's, that's the only way you can do it. And it should be easier for the Broncos to do that than it is for the Tigers or the Bulldogs or when the Knights nice, got Ponga, it should be easy mm. for the Broncos to have that conversation.
2: And I know it's not easy when you've got money sitting on the bench and all that sort of shit, but, I mean, for me, I, I feel like the kids at the club are really taking the piss for the Broncos. Like, is the, like, the, 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 punishment, the punishment for playing, like, absolute dog shit is to be sent to Reggie's for a week, you know? And that- then they... Yeah, exactly. And then they know that the at the moment the club needs them more than they need the club. They they spend their week in reggies, they still get paid, and then they come back the following week and it's just shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic for mine.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's the big issue what they've done the last couple of years, which pushing these veterans out and assuming the kids will perform is
1: mm.
0: you know, they can't even drop like Tom Flegler, for example, I believe in his talent long term, but he's crying out for four to five weeks in reserve grade, screaming out for it, still in first yeah. grade.
2: But you, because you haven't got anyone else to play behind him, right? right. Like we make fun, not to make it about Melbourne, but yeah. if, if I was, like we make fun of the fullback factory, right? But when we were going to lose one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, we didn't replace him with one 18-year-old kid. We replaced him yeah. with four 18-year-old kids and we let them fight it out, you know? You've got yourself so thin up there that you have no choice when a player goes 100%. missing that you have to play him anyway because there's literally no one else coming through. There's no pressure to well, they've,
1: they've wanted to drop Milford for like a year, and they just did it, and it's not good. <laughs> but like,
2: yeah.
1: this is what the good teams like the Storm and the Roosters do, right? Like mm. your example is a great one, and another one is the Roosters needed a solution after Crump retired. They had Lachlan Land, they had Carl Flanagan, they had Sam Walker waiting in the wings. They didn't just anoint one guy. Like yeah. Sam Walker wasn't supposed well, to play this year until there was injuries. Mm. They didn't just say this guy is the future, like like the Tigers did with Luke Brooks, like Brisbane have done with three or four guys. They yeah. would like. Yeah, we got all these young guys. Hopefully one of them works out. And yeah, finally and Lamb didn't work out, but now they've got Sam Walker. That's okay.
2: Yeah, he's like, great. Drinkwater didn't work out. You know, Pappenhausen was fourth string, like it, it, yeah. it, it's okay, you know. And yeah, and I no one them. looks at no one looks at those clubs and thinks that they made bad rostering decisions, like no.
0: And and then you look at you look at Brisbane right, and the comparable, I know he was really bad the last two years, but they knew Darius Boyd was going to be gone for a number of years. They had no fucking idea who their fullback was like November last year. It's like you, yeah. They, yeah. they got there. They didn't know, but they resigned all these forwards, and that was the point I was going to get to as well. Is that like even if they get rid of Lodge, they are still a middle forward too fat on their salaries. Like I keep like I know people don't like I don't like Carrigan, but I still think like okay, a Carrigan or a Flagler has to go as well because you can get by with a Mark Nichols on the bench. You guys know this. I mean, people couldn't even name the Storm bench from round two.
2: You know, like, or if we go back to like pre- premiership winning years, like you guys make yeah. benches and it's like, who the fuck is that random guy? And it's because yeah. it doesn't matter because the money is spent at the one, the six, the seven and the nine.
0: Yeah. And a couple of the other players and other guys stand up. I mean, when the Broncos made the grand final, Josh McGuire was out of the team in 2015. Like They had the same model, but they had guys like, okay, Jared Walsh is a rep player now. He was a bum at the time, you know, <laughs> Mitchell Dodds was in the roster. Like this and and then you had Mitchell Dodds and Wallace on the bench and young Joe O, who hadn't been paid yet. Yeah. South's
1: had Jason Clark, Kyle Turner, and Chris McQueen on the yeah, bench. That's it. That's great, a, who that's I true. love, great players, but they're not guys that would be commanding, you know, starting salaries at other at other clubs. That's it. And, then, and the
0: other well, part is the The
1: Tigers gave McQueen like a million dollars a year, but still. Yeah. And they look at
0: the and the other good comparison too. Say you look if you're the Broncos now, you look at Parramatta this week, who just got who just towed you. And we're a club looking at we want to keep coats and stags. And we've already got Corey Oates on like 5600k 600 ka year. Stags might cost us 700 and Coates must co- might cost us 500 you know? And if you use that money again, that's money that's not going to the 167 or 9. So you look at the team that has towed you, and you look at what they did, and it's like, okay, they've got an expensive spine. But they just towered us with a guy we didn't want in one, in one like center on one side, Tom might right on the Accore on the other side. And then the back rower killed us, as I league. nobody wanted last year. How do, could they possibly have done these things? It's like, well, yeah, a good setup, and it's not just trying to do, trying to make it more than just the Storm Roosters comparison, because that's the easy one to make. Mm. Good teams just they'll find a way to give someone opportunity, with an, uh, you know, with talent, opportunity in a good team, and those guys will step up. Like Ch- Chance O'Clock started at the Raiders as well when he came through. Like the Broncos, you don't have to sign everyone on a lot of money. You don't have to. Unfortunately, you have to lose some players to be a good team. Every good team does it. And we don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we
2: we let players walk away all the time and it's it's always the attitude of, okay, we'll just find somebody else to do the job. Rugby league is an incredibly simple game. You yeah. know,
0: you just could it. Like I, I love I love Corio's career, but it's like the moment someone comes knocking wants to take his contract, let him go. Hmm. You know, then you make do with like, we'll throw Herbie on the wing or something with with uh Tessie New in the centres. Or if not maybe someone Cobo becomes a winger in first grade next year. Or maybe, you know, you look for like a Heimel Hunt type or an Ari Tula or an Edric Lee that costs nothing. And all this stuff is so embarrassing because there's people at that club who've been doing this for years that really thought that what they had was some special group that was just going to piss the comp in. And it's sitting in 15th and they're still losing the goddamn players. And it's embarrassing that three people sit in the podcast and go, probably, should, probably shouldn't have spent those funds, like all those <laughs> funds
1: on those players. You paid um, what for a bench prop that's not that good? <laughs> <laughs> last last, point on this before we move on. Would you play Dearden for the rest of the year? Okay.
0: This is, again, people get hooked on the, nah, fucking him, he's leaving anyway. Again, that is a bad club mentality. I want to win football games. Okay? There's no reward for coming second last. And I don't care. Like No matter what we do this year with Dearden, it's not going to really impact what happens for him next year. It might even be better for him to go play cup. If we think he's a better for us winning games this year, he plays. That's it. And maybe he isn't better. I want to see like, for me, that Milford probably comes back this week or next week, he killed it in cup, but he, whatever. I don't want to see Brody Croft play again. And I think Tyson Gamble isn't far from playing again. Not a great player, but like he's at that age 24, being in cup. He'll get his shot. They pulled him early from the North Devils game this weekend. So it might mean he's playing this week or next. Like, Maybe that's it, but you know, you shouldn't just put a line through a guy in your top thirty because of bitterness. If he's the, if you think he's the best seven or six of the team, you play him,
1: and you try and win games. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree if you were. I don't don't say this the wrong way, but I would agree if you were a contender. But I can see the other point of view just purely because Milford. We, we still don't know where he's. Well, you bring Milford back. Yeah, he comes back, but then Cross still there. Yeah, you yeah. do hate Brody Croft. That's a good point. Not
0: just. I mean, he's not good. <laughs> at Everyone does. Well, yeah,
1: but what I'm saying is. Croft and probably Milford mate sorry and maybe Milford will both be there next year. Didn't won't. You're going nowhere this season. So you may as well. I mean I can see the I agree with you I probably would keep playing him but you can see the argument to the other side of well let's just stick with the two guys who we know are going to be here next year and hope that maybe they work on some combinations together.
0: I, I can see that argument, and I, and I just don't agree with it, if you get yeah. me. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. And they, another thing they bottled was, again, not taking Paul Turner when he was on offer the other week, and a half they could have played. Just a guy with talent. As you said, acquire those guys with talent and key positions. But And the reason why I think they can cut, cut more middles, by the way, is, like, Payne Haas has been ungodly good since he's been back. He's great. Like, we've been getting pounded, and since he's returned, he he's second amongst all forwards and metres made, behind only Bungard. Tom Burgess. Yes, <laughs>
2: oh, no, behind Matthew Bungard.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, it, but he's going at more meters a run than Tom. He's going at eleven and a half meters a run, all on a shit side. But Haas, since he's been back has been responsible for twenty five percent of the Broncos' forward meters, and that's eight percent above <laughs> yeah. Tom Burgess. The closest. Tom Burgess best is closest really
1: person. good this year. I don't think people are talking it's
0: about saying, this enough. But it's saying, but Payne is doing this all in a garbage team. He's just yeah, but Payne we know is great. I yeah,
1: I, and
0: then. And he's responsible of, in all the NRL, the fourth highest percentage of a team meters and all the other three are fullbacks above him. Oh, pass. That makes so, more sense. Yeah. And what so you're saying is we
1: should get him on kick returns.
0: Well, yeah. What I'm saying <laughs> is like, that guy, we don't need a Lodge and a Flegler and all these other middles. Play that guy 60, him. Minutes. Play 60 minutes. Play half yeah. 60 minutes. Play Pangae at 13. Play a <laughs> off the bench. Bring Kobe heavy Heff- in round 11. Figure that the fuck out and go sign some goddamn key players. Yeah.
2: If he's running a quarter of all of your meters, then the fucker... Are- the rest Forward of them meters, them.
0: yeah, exactly right. But that's what? how much the rest of the team is letting him down. Hey, like, I hate those turns, but like he's been he even... laying the platform. There was twenty he's... minutes in that game against Parramatta where we were winning the middle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> even if he takes one hit up every single set for the entire game, he still should not be getting a quarter of the meters. Yes. And yet he is. Quarter of the
0: forwards meters that is. It's like fourteen yeah. percent of the team's meters. I can't remember. Yeah, but you're assuming on, but if you it.
1: take four or five hit ups a set. Yeah. Then it's
0: yeah. it's anyway. luck, but yeah, he's well, put
2: him at the back. Put TPJ on the wing. Problem solved. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, and
1: stay away from Adam Reynolds
2: and like and, like, and camera monster. Yeah,
0: yes, and don't
1: them. sign Katoni Stags for all that money. They're gonna
0: if if that's, keep him, uh, but seven hundred k human in the center. It's like that's and then you go by who in the halves. You're like, oh well, you know what? Maybe it is Brody time <laughs> one more year. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, guys, we just solved the Brisbane Broncos. Oh God. All right, boys, when was the last time both of you shaved that quarantine bush in your pants? <laughs> Support for NRL Boom Rookies is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, but not my ex boyfriend. Join the movement oh, for all of got your him. Got him. needs. <laughs> Oh, Manscaped just launched in australia they've gone for for men who have gone for years without using the right tools for the job and you can be one of the first to experience their life changing products here in australia are you enjoying them boys
1: yes they're great
2: <laughs> no complaints
1: so far
0: yeah um, uh, i did do, use the ball deodorant for those playing at yeah. home and i'll tell you what it actually works mm. I'm, uh, I'm a ball de- de- deo guy now it's not yeah you know, it's the whole the whole stank thing, it's been improved, as all I've said. Yeah, know, it's not a hundred percent down there, but there's been improvements, you know. <laughs> so that was a good purchase in the in the Law 3.0 kit we got. Yeah. So that was good.
2: I look I can't say that I've ever noticed, you know, <laughs> all <ball> sweat <laughs> as a smell, but um, you know, good for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs>
2: Fuck, I don't know what to say.
1: And um so if people want to purchase some Manscaped Gear M, what what can they do?
2: Ah, uh, they can use the code BOOMROOKIES for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, and your balls will thank you. And maybe your partner will as well.
1: Oh, I'm so happy we did that. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, Lord. Great I'm job. I'm sorry,
2: Dad. I'm so sorry.
0: Uh, Dad will get you one for Christmas.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: It's a present for
1: mum. All right. Yeah, we're sending Emmett a kit. <laughs> that couldn't have gone any better, I don't think. Um, and Saturday night couldn't have gone much better for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, who won their first game of the season, which, of course, M, leaves only one team without a win this year. Do you know what team that is? West Mitch, do you know? <laughs>
2: nope.
1: there's, a t- there's a winless team this year still.
0: Uh, not Penrith.
1: Uh, the answer is the team with Josh McGuire on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Because
1: he is 0-7, but no longer is a team 0-7. Um. Yeah, Bulldogs, fantastic first half. And then they just clung on for dear life. I will say, over the course of that game, the Sharks bombed six or seven tries. I think poor old Haradi on that wing <laughs> bombed three himself. But, the, I mean, yeah, the dogs are flying fast and loose by the end of this, but they I thought they were pretty good in the first half. And um, Mitch and Em, you both had differing thoughts on Trent Barrett crying after a round seven victory.
2: Mitch, you want to go first?
1: <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know people are like,
0: oh, it's so nice they Like, man, it was round seven. He truly thought they weren't going to win a game this year. <laughs> it was only six losses. I mean, come on, bud.
2: <laughs> and he cried like a guy who knew he was about to be able to put food on the table for his yeah.
0: kids oh, Christ. it was so funny and hugging everyone it's like mate oh, it's round seven i can get that if it'd been like 15 losses in a row oh my god it was so funny to me i think was- the
1: relief of knowing you're not going to go on 24 is pretty great though
0: but I don't think a coach would be thinking around seven. We're a chance of going oh and twenty four is what I'm saying.
1: I don't know. There's a mar- there was a market on would they win a game? Like oh, three, me. it popped up like three weeks ago. So oh,
0: it was
2: great. Uh, no, um, it was for mine. It was fucking woeful. It was awful. I can't yeah. fuck it. I can't stand it. I think I think it's so awful. You know that you're a professional rugby league unit and you your coaches stand on the sideline crying like it, it was some of,
0: us, some of us can't just cry when we win grand finals m. okay
1: some of us have to have a realistic, realistic expectations for our
0: tears yeah
1: okay. like losing a grand final
2: Oh, uh, yeah, just yeah. it just reminded me of the discrepancy in the game. Just some things, because Craig Bellamy's That's, never going to be standing on the sideline crying, you know, The
1: at the poor, the um, rugby league poor. Yeah,
2: <laughs> look, here's me in my ivory tower, stepping on the hands of the poor beggars below me. I don't give a fuck. Uh,
1: we we said for the first few weeks that the Dogs forward pack was just getting absolutely manhandled, and he was good when he came back. But Luke Thompson, I thought in this game was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, and removing that moron Jack Hedrington also fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't hurt no, them.
0: I, I feel like, you know, Monday when Graham Annesley has to address all things went wrong on the weekend. Why was my way Herodi not there? We want answers, Marween. <laughs> <laughs> old
2: like Marween. Four... Sean Johnson
0: looked amazing. Like he looked like, like I, I heard him talk like, and it sounded like classic PR bullshit. Oh, the time off has been good for me because it's like my calf heal as well. I've been playing with Bun Ka for a year last year. He literally ran the clock out like four years and he put Herodio rodeo like three or four times in that first half, but he bombed them all. We mm. want answers.
1: <laughs> and then Johnson
0: I mean, got hooked.
2: Cronulla <laughs> probably are. win that if they're able to find the sideline, right? Like if, if, if they could just keep in mind where their feet are, they'd probably win yeah. that game.
0: I mean, yeah, you replace him with, with Moolatalo, they win that game. I've no doubt about that. I heard they uh, Josh Hannay said they took off Sean Johnson because it wasn't worth the risk the last 20 minutes. Oh, fair game. enough. Fair enough, but yeah, herodi it was embarrassing. But the dogs, uh, the first try and the second try, Josh Dugan, I, I did did enjoy him getting mad at himself <laughs> for the second one.
1: Yeah, poor old Josh. I thought Nick Meany's try was very good. He's been he's been all right as their what their third fullback of the year or their third choice fullback. Um, it's going to be interesting next year. I mean, they've been linked with both Matt Dufty and, of course, Josh Adokar's coming next year, so they could have feasibly like five fullbacks on the roster next year.
2: Oh, they're pulling
1: a Melbourne. Yes, they are. I'm counting Josh Adakar as a fullback, which is obviously foolish. But um, yeah, it's it's bizarre to think that you wouldn't have... Like, it kind of crept up on me that the Sharks were doing this poorly on the ladder. Like, I didn't think... I didn't realize that only won two games. I didn't realize they were only a win ahead of the Bulldogs now, um, which isn't great. But yeah, I don't know. I that it's been a couple of pretty poor performances since John Morris was let go. And I think perhaps this season is just about to get away from them.
2: I think they tricked us the week after Morris was let go, they came out and they had that big win and everyone was like, Oh, everything's fine. And have somewhat like, you know, pulled the cloak over the fact that the wheels are falling off or have fallen off entirely.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of know what they signed up for when they let Morris go. What were they did with Morris, we we knew they signed up for a couple of tough weeks. Maybe they don't know for the last full season, but um, I mean they had the opportunities to win this game tenfold. So I don't know if I can even say they played that poorly. Yeah. Certainly soft defense in the first half and kind of got caught off guard. I think, but uh, they they definitely should have won this game from Herodi alone. Like some mm. some of the ones he bombed were like, get your feet off the ground. Are, are, you, are you wearing boots from the twenties? Why are they so heavy? Like, what's if going TBJ on? can
2: do it, why can't he do it? I don't want
0: to
1: be I don't want to be pedantic Mitchell, but he probably is wearing boots from the 20s. 1920s. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah. Anyway. I
2: guess we can segue into talking about the Talakai hit now.
1: Yep, yes, yeah. we can, because um there are like uh Camp and I were talking about this last night. We feel like the chasm is growing between Fans of this sport and sport in general who kind of accepts sort of sport science and medical advancements and, and and a greater level of responsibility and duty of care and all that stuff. And the blokes who just wanted to go back to when men were men and they worked as plumbers during the week and they smoked at halftime and they fucking hit each other in the head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was really bad. This was a GI, Sunny Bill era shoulder charge. And I don't want to hear this crap about, oh, his arm was wrapped. No, it wasn't. And also, it doesn't matter if you hit someone in the head. Or it don't off kind off the of flail, no, it Bunga. fucking didn't. <laughs> like it, People were posting a still image of his shoulder smashing into the bloke's face as evidence that he didn't hit him in the face. We've gone oh, insane. I mean,
2: I mean, his shot, the shot on Dufty, the shot on Tedesco, all of them, they're all, to mine, they're all as bad as each other. They're all yeah. fucking appalling, right? And we're better than that.
0: Yeah, it was um, the excuses flying out. It's like, Come on. His shoulder hit him in the face. Full pelt. And it, arm was, as you said, it was not a it was a shoulder charge simple.
1: Uh, oh, no one was complaining. I think the guy who was staggering around the field and couldn't and couldn't walk properly and then had to go off for HIA was probably complaining a little bit. And I know um, if he can
2: remember too.
0: I know we yeah. all love shoulder charge, but now you go back and watch some of them and you see when they hit someone in the head, you're like, shit.
1: Yeah, like Dang you good. look back. Yeah, it's, just, it's like anything, right? It's like when you look back at old WWF clips and some dude's getting cracked in the head with a metal chair. It's like when you were a kid, you thought that was awesome. Now you kind of go, oh. Especially yeah. when you think about Chris Benoit and things like that. Um, how many
2: how many more players are we going to have retire because they've had repeated concussions and everyone's going to go, well, that, that sucks that, you know, whoever that is isn't playing anymore. And then the very next breath, they'll go, but how great was it that some guy got hit in the head?
1: Yeah, look. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I can't. Under like this one in particular, like I can understand, I can at least understand people arguing about whether or not Latrell deserved X number of weeks, or whether or not Jack Hetherington deserved to be sent off. Blah blah blah. I can't believe people are arguing whether this was a shoulder charge or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, whether it was illegal or not, it was an
1: illegal play, and he's got facing five weeks. I think so. That's that's a lot of weeks. It is.
2: Yeah.
1: But I mean, yeah.
2: I, mean, uh, I was just going to say, it's amazing that in all of this, I didn't even mention the hit on the Melbourne player, <laughs> which yeah, was awesome. Avoid... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, some of the boys today were talking about it going, oh, I don't think there was anything in it. For mine, I don't really care. Put them all in the same basket. Teach players not to do it anymore. Punish them for doing anything that remotely resembles it and get it out of the game.
0: Yeah. I know. And it it is quite funny how, um, I mean, we all know this. League fans are never actually be happy. And I'm a, I'm a whinger myself. <laughs> but we, we when it's a symbian we bitch if it should be a send off when it's send off we bitch if it should be a symbian when it's five weeks a we bitch if it should be three weeks it's like fuck you none of you know what you want <laughs> like yes yeah. like talakai tele- should face a few weeks and he's getting them and and same thing with the troll stuff this week was ridiculous too that the quality of the player he is should affect his suspe- suspension no it shouldn't like
2: absolutely not you do dumb shit you pay the price it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're you're, you're Reggie's or you're the best player in the world.
0: Is that that's it, man? And we don't like that's literally saying we should have preferential treatment for the better players. Are like, you really? Okay.
2: Yeah, and and then someone who doesn't get have a team full of superstars is going to feel hard done by. It. There's no winning. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. And the uh, the other one, like the uh, the what's what's his name, Jordan Pereira one. I'm oh, was really bad. I was surprised he wasn't sent off. Very like surprised.
1: even like Phil Gould was like that was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: think we We're all kind Ford of. Phil Gould is he- our marker. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. no. It's just that he thinks nothing is ever a penalty or a send-off, so you know something's bad if if he's saying that. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were all waiting for the finger, to, the one
0: finger, to point and then it didn't happen. But you know, I mean, it didn't really affect the result there. But people will say Tedesco will probably miss a week or two, and Pereira, he missed the rest of the game as well, and Pereira will only get his suspension. But yeah, um, should we talk about that game or?
2: Yeah. Not really
1: much to say there. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was it?
2: <there. laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: what what was the view like from your seat at the <laughs> SCG? Jesus,
2: Jesus fucking Christ! We played, paid eighty dollars for those tickets, and oh God. Uh, as the kind of Anzac Day uh, memorial pre pregame service was sort of wrapping up, the sun was slowly coming down in front of our eyes, and. For the first 55 minutes of football, I saw nothing at all except just white and my retinas are just paying the price for it today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Worst part
2: is, though, like everyone knows the SCG is a shit place to go and watch footy, right? But it's even worse on the Western side because the sun is just burning your eyes out. And, like, that that shot on Tedesco from where I was standing looked Perfectly fine, but it was because I couldn't see anything.
0: It was a blur, and something happened. Oh, sweet, let it go.
2: Look, I was being a bit of a gronk because I was drinking. And I was hanging out with my boyfriend, who's a dragon supporter. But we were just yelling, "Get up!" And then we actually saw the replay. We were like, "Yeah, we should." Oh, shut
1: up. oh, you were that. You were those guys. <laughs> I was that yeah. guy the day Greg Inglis killed Dean Young, so I can't talk. Oh, whatever, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, um, I was gonna say on that as well. Uh, This is the the Griffin stuff that makes you lose your mind when you support one of his teams, is that it was going well, they lost a game, and they just did some dumb shit. Oh, man. Like, why did Jack Bird get moved? I don't know. But Jack Bird got moved into the halves, and then Clune came on later. But, like, why? I don't get it. He does this stuff, and he'll never stop.
2: I, I just don't know. Like, Clune has to be better at being half than Jack Bird. He just has to be. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't play him, and I don't understand why you wouldn't play him like a team against East, right? Like, Melbourne gave you the blueprint for beating yeah. East last week. All you had to do was do that, neutralise the kid, punish those stupid Harbour Bridge passes, right? Yeah. And then, and then just run out the guts of them. They're weak as at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's it. And like, and then he played Cody Ramsey in the centres, which was as bad as you'd expect. Oh, Four man. runs for 17 metres. like, I Not mean, great.
2: Josh Morris had an absolute field day with them out on the edge. He just punished them.
0: Yeah. And obviously Sam Walker looks like the superstar everyone says he's going to be. But uh, And man, he hasn't met a problem that can't be solved by the cutout pass, as you said. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, they almost made him look invincible. Like it was like, he was almost too small to tackle.
2: I <laughs> felt like when he scored
0: sit, sit one try and scored another, but he was, he was fantastic. And-, and he
2: scored the last one because Josh Maguire was, was walking back on side and got in the way of him throwing one of those passes. And he went, Oh, well, fuck it. I guess I'll go for the line myself.
1: Yeah, classic Josh Maguire in defense. Yeah. It was lazy. Oh. Sam Walker's fantastic. Um, is. I, I don't know. No,
2: no, no. Sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going back. He- yeah my hill that I'm going to die on and get submitted to rookie takes for, I, I don't know if he's that good. He's I don't know whether. It, yeah. But I don't know whether it's a system thing that's making him good. Like the those passes. What,
1: what, playing next to drew Hutchinson with no hookup. No, no, no. What's no, about,
2: about people like Brett Morris being on the end of those passes and people like Daniel Tupo being on the end of those passes, making them look good. Right. Like, if cody ramsey is on the end of that pass to to turn a phrase right and he doesn't catch it then the kid looks like an idiot right like i obviously didn't hear the commentary because i was at the game but i rewatched the highlights later today and um they get east get a set restart right and obviously sam walker doesn't hear the call for the set restart so it's tackle zero and the kid kicks the ball in the air and gus gould has the nerve to say that the kid's a genius for kicking it on (laughs) zero how courageous how brave like what fuck are you talking about? He obviously didn't hear the call, right? Yeah. No one in their right mind is going to kick it on Tackle Zero.
1: I'm so- a huge fan of her derisively referring to him only as the kid the and kid. not naming him. I well, love it. Uh,
0: uh, what, what Emma's saying is she wants to see him do it on a cold night in the Princess Highway <laughs> at Cograt with Mylene Hirodi on the wing. He wants to see him if he can set four tries up then because nobody can.
2: If sure. you can't do it there, then you can't do it anywhere, right? Doesn't uh, count
0: when it's Brett Morris and Daniel Tubo. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Look, look, it's
2: it's it's a long-term argument I've had about systems being better than individual talent. Well, and, of course they are. Well,
1: I, no one can argue that. But I'm just saying that we saw – we've seen two other young halfbacks who we already mentioned briefly in Lachlan Lamb and Carl Flanagan also in that same system. And sucked. And they weren't very good, whereas he's yeah. been awesome. Yeah, it's um, definitely set to
0: succeed, but he, he has taken that chance for mine. But – and that's what people are talking about. Oh, it is a loss of Brisbane. Obviously, they fucked that up. But that's what happens when you turn to shit. That narrative's
1: not going to go away for like 10 it's years. It's not.
0: and it. never will. They're none of these do. But it's like, yeah, put him in the current Broncos. I'm sure he's having a great time defending on that right edge. He'd love loving it. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. He'd be
2: absolutely trampled, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, and he was trampled week before last. Like, Melbourne ran over the top of him. They bullied the shit out of him.
1: Yeah. Just doesn't seem fair that the Roosters keep that's... getting good players. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders. Too. Okay. <laughs> like, do have um, to why would you not want to talk about them? They <laughs> And you hate them.
2: Is this is this the part where I get an entire fan base offside with me?
1: No, I've got like three of those at the moment. It's fine. Um Okay,
2: cool.
1: Yeah, uh good thing we never jumped off top eight and bandwagon, Mitchell, never stop believing. Uh hashtag ride them Cowboys, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> um big trouble in little Canberra by the looks of things.
0: I don't know what's wrong there because they're doing so many things wrong, but the first 20 or so minutes, it felt <laughs> where do like they're Yeah, but the they're doing first... so many
2: things wrong. Where do we start?
0: Yeah. The first 20 or 25 minutes, it felt like they'd found their mojo again because they were rolling down the middle. They were offloading a little. And Tom Starling was doing a good job with the back of that. And then the whole second half was a diabolical embarrassment. Like. Just awful, and I, I've said it already, but I'm now officially saying that Jared Croker is also the worst starting back in the league. Outside of saying he's the worst contract in the league, Jimmy the Jet won't be close, unfortunately, my guy. But uh, Jared Croker, just embarrassing. In his I jacket. want,
1: I want every person that listens to this and has at some point tried to tell me that Jack White is better than Cody Walker to line up and apologise to him. <laughs> one by one. Seriously, I, I've done. The, give me a break. I remember you showing me a ferocious argument with someone in a
0: random DM in the preseason when they were doing that yep. dumb shit asking. If, they called uh, Cody what?
1: Walker inconsistent. Yes, <laughs> just... Jack Whiten is the picture of consistency.
0: I should call kicking the ball out in the full a, a Whiten. It just should be that, mm. like you know. It wasn't in even uni-
2: consistent from the first five minutes to the last five <laughs> minutes, let alone week to week.
0: Like you know, you ever played journal on the rugby uh uh bungard on PS one ages ago? Yeah, they called a bomb kicker Gary Owen. Yes. Be, it's a, a huge Gabby yeah, Owen. It's yeah, a huge yeah. Jack White and he half just bangs it into <laughs> the grandstand. You're like, oh, all right, let's
1: make that a thing. I mean Um, yeah, it looked like it looked like he like you almost had to think he did it on purpose. Because it's like, how do you get that so wrong? But I don't know. I don't um know. is Valheims better at fullback than we thought?
0: No, I thought he was good at no. fullback still. I've been here. I said keep him there. I've been one of the ones that said they should they, they should do it. I think he's a decent fullback. and has been um, settling in nice there the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And I think they've probably accepted losing Scott Drinkwater. Uh, with
1: But signing. I mean, they, they where, yeah. where are they going to play him though?
0: Well, that's it. I think they've accepted it. And
1: some There were some weird quotes today in um, when they announced the Dearden signing, just while we're talking about the Cowboys. I thought it was a bit strange. Because um, there was quotes from Michael Luck, who, by the way, spells Michael wrong. He's one of those people at yeah. Dwayne Wade. Didn't realize that until like the other day. Anyway, um, there's some quotes. You know, I'll just pull them up real quick some quotes in there where he says, um, this is exciting signature club because there's another genuine organizing halfback. Uh, Thomas Young has come through first class systems at the Broncos and Palm Beach Grumbin and now gets the opportunity to learn from an experienced premiership winning halfback in Chad Townsend. So they, th- those quotes almost imply to me that they're not planning on playing Dearden in first grade next year, which is surely not the case.
0: Well, it wouldn't be, but it's, it's, it's bizarre because they've really signed up for long haul there, haven't they? If that's what they're doing, but they've signed up for like Chad's on three years. For next year. So they're signing to like Tom Dean's twenty fifth birthday, since 24, twenty fifth birthday that you know, he's what learn I guess you can learn what the whole time, but he's gonna be the sixth to the to the seven and learn a movie. And I think it's a bit strange if that's their intention. But uh yeah, I don't know how that fits gonna be. But drink water might be one of the worst defensive halves I've seen in my entire life, but it does make shit happen. So, I think he'll find a home pretty easily elsewhere. I'd, I'd take him at Brisbane as one of those guys. I said, sign him and figure it out. Like, sign him and then see if he's your one of your six next year.
2: I mean, if you want a left foot grubber in behind the opposing halfback for anyone to fall on, then Scott Drinkwater's your guy. Right? If you want yeah.
1: someone to really slowly chip and chase and no one to follow him, uh, Scott the Drinkwater's he, your man. Yeah. And I thought the weird thing is. Can we run too, advertising
2: campaigns for Scott quarter <laughs> and just come up with like cheesy one liners?
0: Yes. Uh, I, this game you could also see. I don't know if Nicole Clockstad is apparently the next Billy Slater with his direction. And uh, not like how he plays, but you know, leading the defensive line. But like they were nowhere. Where like some of the kicks yeah. going through as well, like mm. it was like remember when White was back at fullback, they were always out of position and so was he. It felt like the same thing in this game. Like KLA can just watched some things happen around him. It's like Charles have found a way to be in the right spot a lot. And they defensive line to be more organized when he's there.
2: He walked that very first, you know, um, in-goal kick out the sideline. He didn't even try yeah, that was it weird. and turn back in. What the hell was that? I hate
1: it when players do that.
0: Oh, I hate it. It's a Darius Boyd stuff, hey, the last year or two. that killed oh, me yeah. as well. But, yeah, they've got issues like they're not going to address Croker. They'll just avoid that. They're just not going to, but they need to. Yep. And they, need to do, they
2: need to do to him what we did to Will Chambers and just say, you know, we loved you. We will always love you, but it's over.
1: It's oh, yeah, like shout four to, more years. Shout out to my guy, Will Chambers, who got sin-binned in his debut for the Newtown Jets on, on Saturday for punching but someone.
2: Things, things I never thought I'd see, Will Chambers in a Jets jersey. Things I knew yeah. I'd always see, him yeah, being yeah. sent off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had to do it. He had to do it for, for, for a throwback. But, yeah, the Cowboys uh, somehow, like, you know, they, they've got two wins now. They're looking... Uh, sorry, three, rings, three wins. Know, three wins. Three around, you. Man. But Come they've on. done it without Tamololo. They've done it throwing a side together. And all of a sudden, there's far less... You know, there was that early agitation from Todd Payton shaking it up. Teams have been to a bit more acceptance. They got rid of Josh Maguire, who hates agitation. He hated change at Brisbane, despite the change not being great. He still hated it. got rid of him. And it looks like the, the playing groups responded. And guys like, like Ben Hampton is no superstar. And he, but they put him in there because they thought he'd, he he could execute the game plan better than the other guys could. The other sevens, probably not was wrong. Was
2: Maguire the problem? Was Maguire the problem? Honestly, like oh he's, he's 0 seven, so maybe yeah.
0: I mean, it's obviously part of it, but it's like they put yeah. Ben Hampton in into execute a game plan, right? And they've won three of the four games in him there, for example. Not not a great half, but and that's probably it's all coincidence. But they made some changes and found the seventeen ish that's at least going to comp- co- co- sorry compete from here. It looks like,
1: yeah. All right. Uh, It's rookie takes time. Who's excited? Uh, Shout out to last week's winner, Paul Gallen. Uh, He goes into the final at the end of the year. Um, we got five new ones for you this week. Uh, First one, we've got Rugby League best tries, hit-ups, and some other bullshit bogan stuff. Um, What has become of Rugby League? Absolute massive shot. Beautiful to watch. The players love it. The fans love it. It's great to watch. It's what it's all about. And he's on report and sin bin for it. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Rugby League in 2021. So, and then there's a video of Talakai giving him... I was going to say,
2: I, I can't even tell which fucking high shot that's meant to be about.
1: Yeah. Um the fans love it, mate. The players <laughs> love it. The... <laughs> oh, it's so bad. All right. Am I, uh, am
2: I not a fan?
0: <laughs> no,
1: apparently not. No. Uh, okay. All right. um, oh, well, we you're a woman. Uh, that's also one of those things. Those guys yeah, are
0: yeah,
2: like you. There though, it you know? is.
0: You've never had a shot. Take it a shoulder charge, have you, <laughs>
2: Name all
1: shoulder charges. Yeah. All right. We got uh, Ryan Gerdler. Uh The oh fact God. that one of the best players in the game is about to miss four weeks and can't win the game's most honourable award means the system isn't working. You can look at it any way you like. You can go through the carryover points, the match review committee, and how they rate things and the scale. You can do whatever you like, but the fact that we find ourselves with one of the best players in the game misses four weeks. What happened against the Tigers tells me something needs to change. Yes, the thing that needs to change is he needs to stop elbowing people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, uh, not a big one. Yeah, this one's not that good, but uh, it, was, I, it made me chuckle. As a Bulldogs fan called Matt who was tweeting out a list of pr- hot takes for the future. He said, Carl Flanagan will be a 10-year plus halfback for the Bulldogs.
2: I mean, maybe, but that's because they're not going to be able to get anyone
1: else, <laughs> right? 10-week, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe. Uh, we've got... Uh, Choppy Close with, uh, if any other corporation or company discarded their employees, like NRL clubs discard their coaches, there will be an inquiry by the Fair Work Commission. The only one is to step up and protect them. Sacking coaches won't improve their fucking players. The last part is true.
0: He's right. I mean, Choppy Close had
1: had a big big weekend on Twitter, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What else did he do? Uh, He had some Anzac Day takes, of course. Ah, Oh, no. The great man. (laughs) But he's also on the resistance for being Andy 6 again. So, I'm back.
1: Oh, all right. Well, then he can say what he wants. Um, but Big yeah, weekend. like, what, yeah, so someone in the Discord made this point. They're like, what, do you think these coaches get kicked out on put on the street, do you? Like, they get sacked, they get to sit at home with like a $2 million payout and just chill. We strip them naked.
2: Poor Chocot, the broken clock that's right twice a day.
0: I mean, yeah. like, yeah, like Michael McGuire signed a contract that he can get sacked. He signed the contract. He agreed to those terms that he can get sacked without a payout.
1: Yep. Oh, uh, I'm just found that Choppy tweet. I'm back in. What a king!
0: Yeah, he's so we, back on. Ch- ch- I take boys. it back.
1: Choppy can't win. Don't vote for him. Uh, and <laughs> last, and last, we've got um, to Penrith.
2: Oh no! <laughs> so fucking stupid.
1: Um, Penrith spelt jersey wrong in the graphic, which makes it even better. Um, Penrith put up a jersey auction uh for their the match worn, uh, jerseys from their game, uh the Anzac jerseys saying, uh, secure a piece of Panthers history in support of Mossy Massoi, his family and men of league linked to the auction. Nice little thing. Sell the jerseys. Some money goes to Mossy Masoy. BJ, he's not happy. Love my Panthers and Mossy's a legend, but surely this is not the occasion to fundraise for a former player. It's Anzac Day. All proceeds from this day should go to return service people and their loved ones. Men of league have their own round already.
2: <laughs> oh, my Lord.
1: Mate,
0: Mossy has all the other rounds of the year. How dare he?
2: <laughs> it wasn't even
1: Anzac Day. I, uh, played like two days before. Oh my god,
0: mate! I've I've had an up to here with Mossy selfishness. <laughs>
1: like,
2: how dare how he? How dare he? Um, um, oh my god. All
0: of the people, society, we should just think about <laughs> society in general, really. That's a
1: level society? of respect the troops that you and I are just not capable of. That's <laughs> incredible stuff. Um, and right. if you want to submit a rookie take, be involved, vote on the winners. Uh, you've got to be a member of our Discord and a member of our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, maybe you'll end up being a guest host like M Sprouster. Uh, and I'll give a quick shout out to the people in our top two tiers on our Patreon. They are Dave, Carlo Tyson, Wayne Ritchie, Ando. Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Buttsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, CTO. Shout out CTO tipping the Bulldogs in Coltrane Cup this week. What a lunatic. What a hero. Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPhee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your support. And to everybody in the two tiers below that as well. We could not be doing this without you. Did you um can you read that again? Did you miss a name? I don't think so. Was it Uh.
2: (laughs) Every, <laughs> time. Oh. every time, every <laughs> time,
1: must be in one of the lower tiers.
0: Yeah, no, Em's done more than enough of the podcast. She's to
1: senior it. graphic done... designer. Em's yeah, no, has, no, has done so. more than enough.
2: Unpaid, unpaid I'm just senior gonna make that graphic same... designer.
0: Yeah, yeah, should yeah make make that that same arm. joke She's every time she comes on.
1: on. Man, I um, even
2: recruited a Patreon for you too, and it's still not enough.
1: you did shout out Emmett. we just all
0: takers here. We just take. All right. Uh Before we go, we should let Emma Em, do a bit of storm wankfest.
1: We're not done yet. Before things. we go, we should let her do it. Though. Yeah, of course. But uh, we're first, we're going to do Coltrane Cup. And yeah. uh, Wingus and Dingus over here both took to the Sharks last week. So um, they're in the oh, wait, Am
2: Wait, can I be Wingus? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: well, I, uh, I shaved my Dingus last week. So it's going to Yeah, boy, go, took boom the boom. Parramatta Eels. So he's loving life. Uh, we've got one perfect tipster remaining. One of our two also tip the Sharks. The other one, Jason, who you've listened to the show, will remember was our guest on the Warriors season preview. He is a perfect 7-0 me and about 10 other people are just behind yeah. him at six and one. So I'm it's all furious I've dropped, I've dropped two. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Do you have the full support of the board?
0: I mean, considering it, the <laughs> like the favourites have won like, every game by three this year, it ain't great. <laughs> it's not ideal.
1: Um, I mean, I will
2: say that Simmo's only at the top because he's taken Penrith three well, he, times. We now, lost right?
0: one now, though. He's already out now. Oh.
2: Yeah.
1: He, he lost the Sharks as well. Yes, he has taken Penrith three times already. So Bad look for my um, guy. Tricky round this week. Who are you guys going with?
0: Well, I can't do the one that's the obvious one. Eel's yeah, neither the Bulldogs, can I. So, yeah, nor can I. Yeah, so I, I, for me, I'm looking at is this my dragons week? But I am uh, going with the safety of the Melbourne Storm.
1: Oh, that's my pick. <laughs> How dare you. I'm going with it. Yeah, was, yeah. it's a okay. tricky round. I don't love any of the picks this week apart from Parramatta, who I can't pick. So yes, I think um, just play it safe. Keep this little settler into touch. Melbourne Storm.
2: Uh, I did all of my tips like f- five weeks ago. I did the whole mm. 25 rounds. Um, and where's that got I, you
1: behind me on the ladder?
2: This week I had penciled in to take the Warriors because I thought that the Sea Eagles were still going to be 0-7. Uh, well, they're also not, not
1: uh, playing the Sea Eagles.
2: Round eight, right? Oh, fuck. I'm looking at round nine. Never mind. Who are they playing this week? Oh, they're playing the Cowboys. Actually, you know what? I might still take them. <laughs> okay well I won't I might. stop you I'm not I'm under no obligation actually, you, have, you, actually have, you, have, you don't
1: have to tip on the show so you can just tip later so that's fine but um, you're yeah. a coward for kicking the can down the road um, I might
2: also take Melbourne does that I... make me more or less of a coward
1: no that's fine okay. just a safe pick you can pick later anyway uh, you can have 60 seconds on the Melbourne Storm starting now
2: I was annoyed that we let 20 points in can we start there
1: I hate this I'll <laughs> call you guys in a, a little
0: private discord bitching that oh we let two tries in at the end oh
2: <laughs> uh it was just frustrating and honestly okay so i watched the game after going and have my retinas burned out at moore park so i don't I, I can't be impartial um and i probably wouldn't be anyway but uh i thought we were a little messy i thought pappenhausen's absence was duly noted um nico Heinz tried but you know he hasn't got the same kind of magic um i'm off my brandon smith hate wagon
0: oh isn't that nice yeah for you? yeah, yeah
2: he, he's allowed back into my oh, group of special oh, boys god, yeah that was, that was so hard for you too yeah can oh, we that... talk about the difficult 17 <laughs> minutes that was the yeah. storm not having you know was, the world's greatest number nine? Yeah,
0: oh god it was tough for you guys
2: it was it was a difficult time all right i didn't know how i was. And now brendan has
0: got better at hooker already in that short period too god it's just well, so
2: hard <sighs> Actually, I don't I don't know whether he's actually gotten better at hooker. I just think we've stopped trying to play him for 80 minutes and he's gone East. back to being what we turned him into for the last couple of years. So, yeah. um, you know, he starts, he gets us off and going, and then he sort of switches into lock and Harry comes in. Life's good. Life's great. Love being. Yeah, alone.
1: same. Life's Winning fun. every week is pretty great. I agree. Oh, is
2: yeah. It? yeah. Oh, crushing uh, East was just a real highlight for me. Beating just, the Roosters is
1: fun. I agree.
2: It's so much fun. <laughs> Excellent. And I just... Can't wait to wipe the floor with everybody else. Oh,
1: except but, uh, for next week.
0: I, I want to ask you one thing though about. So, I know where you'd sit in, but would you think? Do you? Th- what do you think Jerome Hughes sits in terms of the halfbacks in the league? Do you think he's one of the the top couple?
2: I think that every week he plays, he's getting better, and I don't mm. quite know how he's doing it actually. Because when he first went there, I thought, um, I, I thought his kicking game was weak, and I, I thought some of his decision making skills were quite poor as well. Um, but he's really started to own what that right-hand side, like I, I think he's really started to make it his own, you know, and he neutralized Munster in, like, in the best possible way in that game. Like Munster, I didn't see him do anything. I saw him, oh, I saw him knock the ball on instead of scoring a try and everything else pretty much came off Jerome Hughes. I think he's, you know, he's either having the greenest run of all time right now, or there's something in the water down in Melbourne, but, if he if he leaves and goes anywhere else, I watch him not being successful.
1: So, I mean, there is something in the water down there. The Garrow River is truly disgusting. So, <laughs> it really is. all right, we're done. Uh, Am our senior graphic designer. Thank you once again for coming on. Uh, any patrons who've got uh, stubby holders, that logo was designed by Am. Anyone that listens to the show, looking at the little podcast app wherever you listen to that, that logo was also designed by Am. So, um. Do you want to guilt I, her into it? Was, it making... was loosely based. <laughs> on I didn't sense. want to embarrass someone else on the air, Mitchell. Um, no, words, that's words. just what I do, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to rise above because I am a good oh, friend to our like junior you. graphic no.
2: designer.
1: Honestly, Coleman did. No. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, I was going to be
1: nice.
2: <laughs>
1: you asked not you're the worst. The old compliment all right. sandwich is coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. He
2: did a really great job. It was easy for me to fix it.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Say goodbye, Em. Goodbye, Em. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. It's goodbye from me. <laughs>